Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched the first episode of AEW Dynamite live in person at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. Um, so, uh, I've, if you've been following the last few episodes, um, I was previously just in uh, Los Angeles, um, and actually, I, I think I recorded that episode while I was still in Phoenix. So, um, the drive to Los Angeles, um, was, uh, interesting, uh, cause I drove a couple of hours to, uh, Blythe, California first, uh, where I stopped and got a $38 hotel room. Maybe I already talked about this, but it was, uh, I got my money's worth. I'll just say that, um, it's pretty rough, but, um, made my way to Los Angeles after that, spent way too much time trying to figure out where to park the best place to park and ended up um just going to the next one that i is like okay screw it i'm I'm not gonna find anything that's cheaper than this probably otherwise i might miss my flight um and it ended up not being too bad because it was um they didn't they don't round up to the nearest day which is fantastic as i was expecting to pay three days of twenty twenty dollars a day um but it was only two days two and a quarter days basically um it's like 45 dollars total for uh how long i was uh had left my car in los angeles my rental car that is um so that worked out it worked out fine um and uh yeah the flight was really long but uh i flew on spirit and paid a little bit extra to get those big seats in the front and um that helped that was uh, that that was that that was the uh, the best choice I could have made I think um as far as flying on spirit goes uh if I, that was the best choice within the realm of flying on spirit and I recommend it that um uh, if you do fly on spirit do that and I do like the bundle thing if you have like luggage and stuff, but I only have my backpack, so I didn't have to pay extra for all that. Anyway, um, got in to uh, BWI, Baltimore, whatever it stands for. Bal- I, I don't know what it stands for. Um, and I, 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 my rental car wasn't until the morning, and uh, my original plan was just to hang out in the airport until then. Um, but once I got, once I landed, I was like, you know what, it's gonna be nice to like sleep in an actual bed, take a shower and all that. So I did stay at a hotel near the airport and, uh, picked up my car like at noon instead of 6am, um, took as full advantage of the room as possible. And that was pretty nice to say at live lofts, which is, um, it's not like the, the, the best hotel I've ever stayed at. But it was a million times better than the hotel in Blythe, so there you go. If you're if you're spending one night in Blythe and then the next night in uh, Baltimore, that's my recommendation for you. <laughs> uh, have that contrast; and it'll make it an enjoyable experience. Um, so before. I headed over to... I'm recording this after I've actually already watched um, NXT, but I am going to do these as separate episodes because there's a lot to talk about, and um, talking about NXT would be a good uh, episode to talk about 
getting back to California. So um, I am recording this back in California, but I'm not going to talk about the second half of this journey um, until that episode. Um, before I went to see, um, went to Capital One Arena, I saw, uh, I, I realized, uh, looking at local movie theaters near near the uh, arena, because I prepaid for parking, and it was good for like 12 hours. I was like, I, I'm going to get there early, go see a movie, and then head into the, uh, head over to the arena. Um, actually, I did some other stuff too, but... Um, at the Regal Cinema downtown, there in Washington D.C., it's it's right. Actually, it's connected to the 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 Regal Theaters is connected to Capital One Arena on the north side of the arena. Um, so, like when I got out of the movie, there's a ton of people with the AEW shirts and everything on. Um, so I saw the, the only movie that I was playing at the time, I, I really wish I could have seen the matrix in 40 X. That would have been crazy. But, um, that was playing at the same time as the, as AEW was happening. So I couldn't see that, but I saw abominable, which I didn't really know anything about. I don't think I had even seen a trailer for it. I just knew that it's about a Yeti and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the 40 X thing, I'm, I'm not sure it's, I might go see another one because now, uh, because before uh, SmackDown, that's just across the street from another theater that has a 40X. Um, Depending on what movie is playing there, I might go check that out. But um, yeah, this is a really cute movie cute movie. I'd recommend it. Uh, Maybe not see it in the theaters. Um, I I really enjoy it because of the 40X, but I think I would have enjoyed it anyway. Um, but I'm not sure I would have sought to see it, um, in the theater if it was, if, if, if it wasn't for this 40X experiment, uh, experience that I was going for. Um, the one thing, one thing that I want to mention, I, there's a lot of stuff that I could mention that would ruin, that would spoil the plot and everything. And I recommend just like not knowing very much about it, but, um, there are these snakes, in the film, and, um, they, they're called whoop snakes, and they just go whoop, 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 like that, and I feel like it's, that's a reference to something else, but maybe not, I don't know, but, um, (laughs) they're present, like, throughout a large portion of the movie, um, they come back, and it was, like, kind of a perfect rule of threes type of thing, and, um, it's all, like, a setup for a, a really stupid music lyrics joke, and I, I really liked it. I really, really liked that. It was, I thought it made me laugh way too hard. Um, there's some other really funny jokes in there. I don't remember them exactly, but, um, I mean, they work better in context in the movie than me explaining the jokes or like recounting the jokes anyway. So, um, I recommend it. Um, especially when it comes out on video, home video, um, it's a, it's a really, it's a really nice movie. It reminded me, uh, quite a bit. I don't remember the exact plot details of Kubo and the Two Strings, but it did kind of remind me of that, um, as far as some plot and, um, story elements go. Um, like the themes of like family and things like that and for, and remembering family and, all that, and I guess in a way, it, it also has some relation to um, Coco, a, a little bit. 
but not it, it, more so it reminded me of Kubo. Um, so I recommend it. Abominable. It's it's pretty good. If you can see it, forty X. You know, this is a good movie to try it out on because it's uh it's a shorter movie. I think it's probably only like an hour and a half. And I think if I had gone to see The Matrix, which is over two hours, I, I believe, um, I would have gotten pretty sick of the 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 seats moving around and all that that all that kind of thing. Um, okay, so now let's talk about the um, oh after that I still had some time to kill. Um, as means uh, me and my friend Mike, who uh, I went to Double or Nothing with um, before the show. Uh, I don't know where his actual seats were, but I only met up with him and a couple of his friends right before at a local pizza place. Uh, my pizza took way too long. So they ended up heading over to the arena before I even got my pizza. Um, so if I had known that was going to happen, I would have just gotten food to eat in the arena. And then, uh, my friend Mo, uh, she is in town for, for work and extended her trip a little bit uh, so that she could go to this show. And uh, we bought our tickets completely separately. Um, I mean, it was it was planned to try and get this to happen, but um, I had already bought my ticket, and it was like uh, she was looking for tickets in the same uh, in the same section. Uh, but I think she was using StubHub's as a uh, StubHub. And I, I said, oh, no, go look on Vivid Seats because there's, there is a ticket in my row available. And she did, and it was the seat right next to me. So that was perfect. Um, so that was really, it was really fun seeing this uh, show with her. Um, and it's always fun to see a show with somebody that I know in general. Uh, it adds another element to it uh, because I don't, sometimes I talk to, to strange people, strange people, strangers. Um, but most of the time, uh, I just keep to myself and then like, you know, chat on my phone and stuff like that. Text chat, tech, text and Facebook, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that had, uh, uh, an extra level of enjoyment to the show. And overall, I did really like this show. There are some parts that I, I wasn't that into, um, but uh, overall, I thought it was a, a solid start, and I'm interested to see what the uh, what the broadcast version is like with commentary and all that. Because uh, I was up in for I, there's no chance I was going to hear the commentary in person. Because I was up in uh, 400 section, which is the top level of the arena, and um, and even the the stuff on the mics. Um, it's like kind of in a dead zone, I, I feel like, of where the speakers were pointed. Because they're all pointed at diagonals, um, like uh, the big stacks of speakers, speakers, sneakers, speakers hanging up on the above the, the lighting. Um, and uh, it was pretty much like in the middle of those two. So it was pretty hard to hear uh, when anybody had a microphone was talking. It was just like kind of... Uh, I can kind of make out some of the stuff, but I'm assuming they're depending on who it is that they're saying some heel stuff or some bat, some 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 nice stuff. I don't know. So um, yeah, that was probably the the biggest issue uh, production wise uh, being there in person, at least from the seats that I, I that I was at. But um, anyway, we have a dark match before the show. 
it was great uh, to see Darby Allen uh, in a match because he wasn't on the actual show. It was Darby Allen versus Sima and or Shima, I believe is how you pronounce it. And uh, Darby won that match. Um, I did not take extensive notes, um, like of of spots that I liked and things like that. Um, I'm really just going from memory here. Uh, then we had a little bit of a break before the show itself itself began. Um, I felt like they could have thrown in an, another dark match there real quick, but that's okay. You, you want to play it safe. You don't want to that have that end up going over time or something, and then you're kind of screwed. But um, we open up the show with Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Cody wins, and as Sammy is offering a handshake, Jericho attacks him from behind. It was all a ruse to get Jericho's, uh, uh, get him, get his sneak attack in there. Uh, then we had Brandon Cutler versus MJF. MJF won that match. I don't, uh, I can't remember anything from that match. But my favorite match of the night, Page versus Hangman, Adam, Hangman Edge Page, Hangman Adam Page versus Pac. Um, man, this, this match is great. This is the, this is my favorite match of the night. This is the match I would recommend seeing if you're only going to check out one, um, one full match. I'd say check out highlights of all the whole thing. If you can't watch the whole episode, um, the pack wins via the red arrow into rings of Saturn or whatever they call either of those moves now. Um, and yeah, this is just really, really good. And, um, pack has got to be going after whoever wins, uh, at, at full gear, I would imagine. Uh, then we had the women's championship match to crown the first AEW women's champion, Riho versus Nyla Rose. Uh, Riho wins is the new champion and then Nyla attacks her and, uh, Kenny Omega comes out and, uh, and saves, uh, tries to, to, to save Riho's, Riho, Riho's life. <laughs> the, um, Nyla, Nyla backs off, and uh, then we get on to the main event. Um, six-man tag team match. It was the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho and is it the LAX guys? I don't know their names. Um, so uh, during the match, uh, Moxley comes out and uh, kills Kenny. He, that bastard... <laughs> He kills him with a glass table. They're brawling for a while before that. And then they end up backstage in the VIP area uh, with the big fluffy couches, uh, puffy couches, and um, or their chairs. They're, they're chair-sized couches. Anyway, uh, Moxley uh, hits the Dirty Deeds, or whatever it's called now. Obviously, I don't watch these shows with commentary. I only see watch shows when I'm actually there in person, so I don't know what they call them. But um, it goes through a, a glass uh, coffee table, and uh, then it cut to black. While they were doing all that, though, they were uh, still, like, fighting in the ring, and that made it... I ended up just not paying attention to any of that. And um, actually, right before this, I was saying, like, you know, I... I, Kenny Omega is like my favorite thing about AEW and then everybody else in this match I don't really care about at all and so once Kenny was taken out with that uh, into that glass table I, I was kind of just not not paying attention at all to the rest of the rest of this main event 
But after Jericho wins, a uh, big old brawl brawl begins. People, more people start coming out, joining in on the fight. But then Jake Hager makes his appearance. I I don't know if that's the name he's going by again. I don't. I didn't hear the, the commentary. Uh, but uh, formerly known as Jack Swagger, uh, he he joins the battle, and uh, we have this mega team of Jericho, the his tag team partners there, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. And uh that's that could be pretty cool. Um I I remember I had heard rumors I had seen some rumors about him appearing on AEW some point. And um I mean it's not like this huge like mind blowing thing like uh John Moxley was but it's I'd say it's still pretty exciting. It's still pretty exciting. Um, then we had three dark matches afterwards. Um, we had a, a four-on-four tag team match, Lucha Bros and Hybrid 2 versus the Best Friends and Private Party. Um, uh, Lucha Bros got the win there. We had uh, Allie and Britt Baker versus B Priestley and... I don't remember her name. I missed it when they, were, they announced her coming out. Um, Allie wins the match by uh, making that other girl tap out, I think it was, or maybe she made B tap out, I don't know. And then our main event was SC, or the the last match of the night was SCU versus Jungle Express. Uh, I really, really like both of these teams, so that, that match was a lot of fun. SCU won, which I thought was kind of strange. Um, I don't know why they needed needed the win there and also i thought it was interesting at least in the opening dark match they showed their records on their um their fighting records on their um the opening graphics their uh the lower thirds with their names um and that got me wondering are these dark matches do those count towards that are those part of that record or is that just um showing what the record is up up to now and then the next time you see them, it'll still be that same record because the dark, the dark match doesn't count. I don't know, but um, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It was, um, I mean, still a lot of people that I'm not super familiar with on the show, um, but uh, you know, I I I will probably check out next week's episode um, to see what the actual broadcast version is like as it airs. Um, but I could kind of see myself only checking out the, like the pay-per-views and then like the really big matches every now and then. Um, cause there's, there, there's, isn't really anybody in AEW right now that has like my, my full interest captured other than, uh, Jungle Express, um, those guys, and uh, if I had watched the just the TV version of this this episode, I wouldn't have get, I wouldn't have gotten to see them at all. Um, so I, I I may have been more, more let down watching this um, just on TV than actually being there in person. Um, also seeing Darby Allen, he's one of my favorites as well. Um, but there was that high point of Pack versus Page. And, um, I think I still would have been satisfied just watching it, um, as broadcast. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty, that's pretty much it for, um, my thoughts on it. Um, I am looking forward to see what else they do, uh, how, how the show is moving forward. 
and like I said, checking out the broadcast version. It turns out that I did not set it up to record on my DVR, um, so I'm going to have to check out. The, I guess you can watch the first episode on the TNT website for free. You don't have to have a login or anything, uh, so that's nice. So I may check that out at some point, but I will for sure watch the broadcast version of next week's show. Um, so stay tuned. I, uh, before my flight back to Los Angeles, I did watch NXT, uh, this week's NXT. Um, so I'll do a separate episode about that and talking about my trip back here and talking about Ad Astra, which I am about to see at, um, an AMC here in California. Um, so stay tuned for that, all of that in the next episode. Um, let me know what you thought about AEW's premiere. And, uh, if you've seen abominable or a 4 DX movie in general, um, but especially if you've seen abominable in 4 DX, um, by tweeting me at TIW podcast, go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen and stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses. So I can see you next time here on TIW podcast. Bye.